Andrew McCart, IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I'm here in Sheffield ahead of Kelbrook versus Mark DeLuca. With me, I've got Darren Barker. Hello, mate. It's been a few months now, Darren. How nice. are you? Yeah, very well. Good to be back um, doing these shows again. I miss boxing. And I, I do. I, see, as a, from knowing you, the last, I think the last time I've spoke to you, the last two interviews I've done with you, you've just emphasised your passion for the game, yeah. pa your passion for the sport. I mean, the last two interviews you did, you said, no one loves the sport more than me. No. And I actually feel that when I talk to you off camera and yeah. on camera about the sport. So let's just jump straight into the deep end, the nitty gritty, Kel Brook versus Mark DeLuca. First fight of 2020 here in the UK, match from show. Break it down for me. Well, look, it's, um, I know a lot of people have been frustrated at um, the choice of opponent for Kel. Seems like, and a lot of people have, um, sort of broken down Kel's career and said there's been an awful lot of warm-up fights mm -hmm. um, and look I, Kel's better than DeLuca no doubt about it but he's been out of the ring 14 months for whatever reason and it's, for me DeLuca is he's an intelligent man he's tough he's durable he can fight he's aggressive but for me, Kel Brook is leagues above DeLuca. If you look at where they've campaigned and what they've achieved, you've got to say Kel Brooks is levels above him. So taking that into account, regardless of the fact that he's had 14 months out, I think everyone, including myself, including Kel, most importantly, will expect a, a very good win. You know, I don't think winning's enough. You can't have another Zarafa uh, performance has got to be a, a clinical, spiteful performance, I think, to then start screaming and shouting about the big names out there. Um, I don't think many would disagree with me. I think it's about looking good. Um, and he needs to, doesn't he's he? Got, he needs mm. to look good. Um, because what you don't want to see is a sort of a flat performance and then that might warrant there being another warm-up and no one no one's interested in that we want to see Kel under the bright lights in a stadium or an arena in the state somewhere or you know Bramall Lane again or mm -hmm. you know just somewhere fighting one of the big names out there hopefully for a world title and, and winning one again in the press conference Kel was talking about how he's found a big man and he's spiritual and stuff like he said that in my interview did he say that in your interview did he seem different yeah. to you when you spoke to him this time around well I seen him last week I went to the Winker Bank gym um, I did an interview with Kel and a couple of the Sheffield United players and there was just an aura about him when I walked in it was like one obviously I'm, I'm in his his house if mm. you like his gym and he was just he was just buzzing he weren't training but he was he was kind of happy just to be showing me around and welcoming me into the gym but there was this air of confidence surrounding him where he's just he seems at peace mm -hmm. with with life outside of boxing he's talking about taking his kids to school etc loving his family life but I think he's in love with boxing again and I, I don't think there is any pressure whatsoever I think I think he's just looking forward to going out there and doing what he does best and and and, and winning I, like, I just think sometimes people get it early in their life where it all fits together yeah. you know it's like almost like a Rubik's Cube to get finished you know oh that's my life that's I, I'm happy I'm content I'm present I'm, I'm aware of my my state of happiness and sometimes it takes people longer to find like, to be honest I, I'm, I'll be married two years in March 
three kids and I and I'm there now. You know, I'm I'm in that happy place. Uh, boxing was a chore for me. Uh, in the end, I was obsessed with trying to achieve my greatest goal, my ultimate goal, winning a world title, dedicating it to my brother, but it became an obsession. Mm. And it weren't until boxing finished, though I love the sport, that I got married, I've got three kids, that I, I'm, I've completed that Rubik's Cube. Yeah. I'm right now, I'm content with life. And Kel seems like, to me, that he's completed his. He's completed his jigsaw. Like he's, an analogy. Yeah, like you know, he's, he's just, he's, he's completed his puzzle. Mm. And now it's sort of almost like you can, everything else now is a bonus, but, He's, he's hungry still uh, and that's why I'm impressed with him you know uh, and I like this attitude but I, I have to play devil's advocate and we've seen it and we've heard it all before haven't we mm-hmm. it's the best camp I've ever had it's the best this I've ever Appreciate had it, you know it, it, we hear it all the time and obviously at a press conference you want to put the fear into your opponent so Saturday night we will see if Kel is in that happy well look that's wrong he, he could be in a happy place, but when we we will find that Saturday, if he is the best he's he's ever been in camp, like he says he's, we'll find out. Obviously, Eddie's a smart man. We know the way he works and does things. This is for the WBO Intercontinental Title at 154. Liam Smith is ranked number two in the WBO, I believe, at 154. Now, Eddie told me in my interview with him that he would like to make Liam Smith versus Kelbrook as a final eliminator for Texterra. Is that a fight you would like to see? 100%. Yep. 100%, yeah, straight away. Look, uh, I'm a, as you know, as you've touched on at the start, <laughs> I'm a big fan of boxing, but domestically, I, I'm a massive fan. I think we've got some of the best talent in the world. Uh, and in those two fighters, Kel and Liam, we've got two fantastic fighters. Probably, you know, Kel certainly on the other side of his career, Liam perhaps too. Um, but nonetheless two two potential world beaters on their day um, uh, and it's a fight I'd love to see it, it, you know it's a it's a fantastic fight it's I mean that that fight really is worthy of some title uh, let alone an eliminator uh, so yeah I, I'm I'm all for that can't beat an old British dust up can nah, you? exactly uh, it just divides opinion throughout the country uh, we've seen how passionate our fans are whether you're from Liverpool, London, Sheffield, they all get Scotland. Scotland, sorry, <laughs> just, I'll just yeah, I'll just do London for me and Sheffield and Liverpool yeah, yeah. for the fire. Scotland, you know, we we seem to attract numbers and um, followers, yeah. and yeah, I, look, we've seen it now. I don't, I don't think Bar. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, you know, Canelo on Cinco de Mayo. There's not many mm. fighters out there that can sort of warrant a stadium show but Mm. we've seen it with Kel Bramwell Lane Um, great attendance there and I think it's just boxing here is a night out now and I think that fight attracts a big crowd totally agree with you the other two headline fights on this card is obviously Terry Harper against Eva Volstrom I mean Eddie's come out and said that Terry's his favourite fighter almost now the way she conducts herself the way she's and someone part of uh, Team Canelo as well exactly yeah. exactly. I mean that's amazing in itself so Terry Eva Volstrom I mean tough experience might play a part in this fight but tough fight uh, yeah well, it's youth versus experience exactly what you're saying there um, I've actually analysed this a little bit done, done my prep for this show and um, that's your job yeah exactly <laughs> and it has the the makings of a, of a, of a good fight um 
wall swim. I don't know if many have seen her. She's not the biggest puncher in the world, but physically quite strong, and she's very aggressive on the front foot, likes to force the pace of the, the action, mm. get on the front foot and push her opponents back. Well, Terry, though she has that inexperience, she has youth on her side, and she's beaming uh, with confidence at the minute, and um, I, I, I favour her in this. I do favour her to... This wouldn't be a shock as such, but I favour her to sort of uh, upset the cart a little bit and take the title home. I just think she'll try and get them long levers off as Walsham comes forward, like I say, on the front foot and try and uh, try and get her to walk onto one. Um, but it's regardless, Terry, whether she wins or loses this fight, she will learn so much. Getting in there with a 39-year-old veteran of so many world title fights, a real... Uh, flag bearer for the women's game I guess yeah. you could say Wallstrom you know she will learn bundles from this fight I'll be keeping my fingers and toes crossed for this one I think she can do it but um, she sold bundles of tickets as well but it's a fight I'm looking forward to but I will say the fight that I am most looking forward to is Kid Galahad um, Marrero um, nice did, transition didn't didn't know Marrero if I'm deadly honest mm -hmm. I, I didn't I'd never really heard of him um, and again doing my job, I had to do a bit of prep, and uh, <laughs> very impressed with him, very impressed with him. You know, though he's been beat, I think, three times, he has been knocked out, he's been stopped, but that's boxing, can happen. All at world level. Yeah, at world level. He's a slick, aggressive southpaw, tough, rugged, can punch. There's a, he has a little bit of everything, and for me, when I look at this show, he's, he's that's the potential banana skin for our guys. Mm. I think, uh, yeah, very impressed with Murillo, but for me, Kid Galahad, seasoned pro, good fire, top lad. You speak to everyone in, in that Winker Bank gym and they just say he's trains like a lunatic. Everyone says that, yeah. You know, extremely confident in his own ability, which he needs to be. Um, personally, though he didn't do an awful lot in the fight against Warren, I do think he'd done enough to, to, to nick it. Um, but I haven't watched it back, I must confess, so... You know, um, I can understand a few people would say otherwise. But yeah, for me, he's got to be so switched on for this fight. He has to take each round as it comes. Don't over, certainly don't overlook Marrero. Uh, and I wouldn't even get carried away with thinking about stoppages and this and that. Take each round as it comes, box to a disciplined game plan and get the job done. Because Marrero is a very, very dangerous challenger. Okay. But I say challenger, yeah, yeah. contender. Yeah, contender, you definitely. Start the season here in the UK, obviously it's first big show of the year here, but obviously there's another show, massive show happening in two weeks time out in Vegas, Tyson Fury versus yeah. World. I think I've got your opinion on this, maybe in Monaco or... I can't believe now. you ain't said that you're going. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going anyway, because I, I, I was going anyway, because I've, this, we booked this a year ago, right. 14th of my mates for my mate's birthday, and it just so happened that it landed, Wilder Fury landed on... 22nd of February while we were there that weekend we are there we are there from the Wednesday till the Tuesday nice so I was there anyway so oh I get you I get you so you don't need anyone to carry your bags or anything do you you need somebody to carry your bags I think because I know Chris Lloyd he's, uh, he's your well he is he is but I mean when it I won't be travelling to Vegas unless there is an opportunity to work over there so if you need someone to carry a tripod I'm your man well yes I might just do that but well the Fury then if you, if yeah. You, uh, well, hopefully, uh, first of all, hopefully you can come to Vegas to carry my tripod. But give me your thoughts on that fight. Um, I think very similar to the first fight. It's going to be one of those that it'll be a fight that will whiz by. Um, 
because you know at any point Wilder could win the fight. But I think out of the two fighters, I think Fury can make more adjustments. Uh, I think he can be a little bit more disciplined in his defence and his and his attack. And I just think he wins this fight quite clear on points. I think Wilder will have moments where you just sort of mm. oh, get out of the way. Don't you know? Keep your hands up. But I just think he'll be more disciplined. He he won't let what happened in the first fight happen again. Uh, and and I think not taking anything away from Wilder, I think it was a, due to you know switching off for a split second. You know that's a concentration and that can happen. You know in top level sport, it's, it's about fractions. Whether it's boxing, it's 100 meter sprint, and every, anything, it's about the, the, the fine line between winning and losing in boxing mm. is that. Yeah. It, it's it's so. We've it, seen that with you with your fight against Gil, that body yeah, shot, like that fine line of you getting yeah. up in that split second. You know, up. you've got to have every component to go mm. all the way and uh, regardless of your level like I say the winning the difference between winning and losing is so small it's, you know we're talking fractions and um, yeah like I say a, a lacking concentration it can be the difference I think now Fury will be so switched on throughout from start to finish and I just think that he he can make those adjustments whereas Wilder we, we know what he's all about and I don't think there's too much he can do to change um, but I think it's going to be a great fight very exciting but I fancy Fury on points the heavyweight division is obviously nowadays is, is, is up there now it's one of the top divisions really in terms of competitive fights whether they're getting made or not but there's competitive fights out there I mean White versus Perfekin White versus yeah. against Andy Ruiz Jr Joshua Pulev Usyk Chisora Usyk Joshua Joshua the winner against Tyson Fury and Wilder I mean a lot of fights are possible fights I've just rammed at you there but which possible fight which fight do you want to see by the end of this year in this heavyweight well look it's the, it, I guess it's the the triangle that we've been speaking about for a long time that was a broader sort of uh, circle of fighters there but <laughs> for me it's the the trilogy from the the Fury and Wilder and throw Joshua into the mix yeah. I just think it's a combination of them we've been speaking about because you know Fury went missing for a while for, for obvious reasons that we all know about uh, come back amazingly well and, and shook the world almost it robbed it was taken away from him but I think him fighting Fury is absolutely massive Joshua versus Wilder is absolutely massive we know how big Fury Wilder is again it's just for me those three there are, are the ones but then you just creeping behind the the new player in the heavyweight division Usyk I think he's a major major player moving forward I just you know out in Monte Carlo see how his frame how he's grown already into the weight he looked like a heavyweight yeah he really did so you know big and uh, by all accounts from what I'm hearing in the camp he hasn't lost any speed or anything which is, is crucial I think um, so I'm but what's so refreshing and nice is that we're talking about the heavyweight division you know we've I mean this has been going on for what three four years yeah. you know it's been kind of I guess the marquee division, it, well, it always has been the marquee division in, in world boxing, other than some Knowles that we've had. Obviously, when Ali retired, Larry Holmes come along and he got completely dismissed because everyone was on a downer because Ali had retired. Yeah. Same thing happened with Mike Tyson, and then when Lennox Lewis retired, Klitschko come in, and you know, it wasn't the most exciting heavyweight. So, though it goes up and down, it is the, the big money spinning division, Bar Mayweather, whatever division he's in. It's the main division in boxing. And, it's nice to be talking about the heavyweight division with 
such a good pool of fighters in it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> any of those fights being made excite me. But first and foremost, we've got uh, next, well, what's next month? I can't believe it's February. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the twenty second to to look forward to, and I, and I can't wait. Well, definitely, if I'm not holding your tripod, <laughs> I'll, I'll be watching it somewhere. I'm pretty sure I can I can squeeze you in and hold my tri tripod, not a problem at all. Is it like, I mean, obviously you, you're passionate about boxing and stuff like that. And there's always there's huge fights out there in the boxing yeah. world, going to be made like Spence Crawford and whatnot. But is there any fight out there that you personally want to see outside the heavyweights or anything like that? Is there yeah, look, you, I think you touched on it there. Two yeah. of the greatest fighters out there at the minute, uh, Spence and Crawford for me is a tremendous fight. Uh, I'm a big fan of 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 Lomachenko, so I'm I'm so. Uh, impressed with what he's done in the amateurs and as a pro already. I don't know if a fight with Javante Davis is, is a possibility, you know, with the weights, etc. I don't know. Um, I, I think we're in a in a great era of boxing. I mean, look, even domestically, Boatsy, I've just seen him. I've been down at the IS in Sheffield and um, Honestly, he's got one of the most pleasing styles on the eye for me. He's just so balanced when you when you break it down and dissect his style. It's just it's hard to say flawless, but just it's just class. And I'd love to see him in there with the likes of Yard, etc. Like I'm a big fan of the domestic fights, also, you know. And big, big. I'm a big supporter of Martin Ward. I've known him since he was a kid at yeah, Repton, yeah. and you know I hope he can get past. Uh, his opponent on Saturday and move on to a big fight. I think there could be potential talks of Alvarado, WBA champ, in the summer. I, I like nothing more would please me than seeing Martin Ward win a world title. It would honestly, I'd be over the moon for him. But boxing is so. We've got so many great fighters out there at the minute. It's so hard to 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 single out one. One but fight. I'm just sort of. I suppose you can. The politics plays a part as well. We don't see these fighters face each other, and yeah. the amount of fighters that are out there, you think. Oh, yeah. You just mentioned Martin Ward there fighting Alvarado, but you know, there's all these sort of like obstacles you have to jump through. It's not of a case of just being cool. like. But that's been, that's been boxing since day mm. dot. You know, first you're dealing with a mob, and now you're dealing with different promoters, etc. That I mean, you could put them in the bracket of the mob. <laughs> you know, they, they run the show, and you're always jumping over hurdles and etc. Got to bypass things and this and that, but. Um, I think one of the positives of social media is the pressure it puts on promoters and, and broadcasters that nine times out of ten you find that the public gets what it wants. You know, these, these fantasy fights are starting to happen more yeah. frequently than they used to. You know, it was a time when fights weren't happening, but I feel like the pressure of the public are making these fights happen. So I think, you know. There's, there's a great list of fights that we want and, and, and fingers crossed this year we'll, we'll get a few of them. Definitely fingers crossed. Well, I've nearly had 20 minutes of your time there, Darren. Blimey, I'm boring, aren't I? Know. I, no, I apologise. No, <laughs> it's the passion you have for the sport and your knowledge. But I can oh, sit here listen to you talk, so I, mean, I can sit here and talk boxing. Oh, right, I appreciate so I'm good, it. I'm good. Should we just go and grab a beer and just leave this guy here? Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. <laughs> Joe and me, I, I don't... Um, you know I asked you off air there. Yeah. Do you really want to interview me? Who cares? You know, there's a lot of people that try and stay relevant. I, I don't try and do that. I, like, it's the passion mm. for the sport, and I, and I get a little bit embarrassed sometimes. Like, do people actually care what I have to say? You know, but I guess with anyone, we all have an opinion, and whether it's Joe Bloggs in the street, I will sit down in a pub and I will listen to what they have to say. And, and I guess this is no different. This is a, a group of people 
potentially sat at home. We're all boxing and, fans. Yeah, and I think you know, we've all got an opinion. And, and boxing's that's objective, like, isn't it? Everyone's yeah. got a different opinion. Everyone thinks that well scoring, there's that. Yeah. And look, pound I, for pound this. We have some wallies out there, as there are in all, in all walks of life. But I think we, we are head and shoulders above any other sport when it comes to fans and uh, spectators and passion. Um, Without getting silly with it, you yeah. know, you know, football. I'm a football fan, but that passion can over spill into nastiness, uh, which we do get in boxing. But I think there's less of it. I think the core of boxing fans are good people, and yeah, I hope you've enjoyed it and ain't bored the life out of you. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. <laughs> Dan, we're gonna have a nice TV and uh, catch Cheers. up with you soon, mate.